Hey, hey, good morning. It's your host, Jesse Humphrey. It's after the gig. I'm coming at you on September 9th. It's Thursday and it's raining. <clears throat> coming at you from rainy Jamestown, Rhode Island. Um, as you may have heard in my socials, went through a bit of a move, a bit of a move and preparation for a tour. So there's been a lot going on, haven't been able to be very consistent here, but I'm happy to be back with an episode that features the wonderful, the incredibly talented Yasmin Williams. Now, let me tell you, at the beginning of this episode, you're going to notice that I say, oh shit, I wasn't recording because for the first 15 minutes, I forgot to hit the record button. You want to know why? Because it was actually after a gig. There was a lot going on. I'm not going to make any more excuses, but you know, who knows? Maybe I did it deliberately just to ease back in and just to get used to it. I don't know. Maybe that's true, but probably not. So on the episode today is Yasmin Williams. She's incredibly talented. She opened up for Carbon Leaf at our um, at our Sea Leaf Festival, that was a couple of weeks ago, um, and she was fantastic. Kind of blew everybody away. Plays guitar. Uh, you, you just need to go on YouTube and just check out Yasmin Williams because she's going to be something special. She talks a bit about her experience at the Newport Folk Festival, which is a like such a huge deal to play. So, just please, 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 please go check her out. Um, before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download the episodes. We have some new merch available in the merchandise store. So go to jessehumphrey.com, click on the merch button right on the homepage. Um, it's right over, right over my picture. Hit that button, scroll down and get your gig t-shirts. It's a shirt that says, this is my gig shirt. And that's the shirt you wear to the gig. And then there's an ATG with Jesse Humphrey shirt there. There's a bunch of different types of shirts, a bunch of different cuts. We got V-necks. We got crew necks. We got sweatshirts. We got all kinds of stuff. There's multiple colors. I just put up the black. Check it out. Please, 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 please check out the merch store and, uh, and buy it all up. So this is one of the rare times when I'm recording an after-the-gig show when it's actually after the gig, and also when the interview is literally right after the gig, like straight off stage, like, hey, Yasmin, hey, Yasmin, hey, Yasmin, come over here. Let me stick this microphone in your face. So there's uh, so many things going on. There's another artist playing on stage. We're trying to talk quick. There's fans. There's there's like li- like literal fans in the tent that are blowing, making noise. and So it's very live. It's very real. And it's very accurate to how uh, the pace of of a show will go. You can tell I'm talking a little bit quicker and trying, you know, I'm also trying to make up time after after I completely fucked up and didn't hit the record button. But whatever. It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. But also, I just got home from playing the first show of the Carbon Leaf Fall Tour, the Hunting Ground Tour. So I was in Pauling, New York last night at Daryl's House Club, and um, I was going to make the joke that, oh, it's not Daryl's actual house, but I figured it's probably been done so many times before. It's not his actual house. So if you're in Pauling or if you've ever wanted to go to Daryl's House Club, I used to have friends 
that would play at Daryl's house when I was in college. And I was like, oh man, this is crazy. And it was, it was when that show was going on, like the, the actual Daryl's house show. I think it was on, it might've been on VH1 or it was on some music channel, but I thought it was like people were actually going to Daryl's house and playing with Daryl Hall and, and doing, doing this stuff. And that was not the case. The first time I ever played there, I was like, oh, this is, uh, this is such a letdown. But then you get in there and, and there's a venue dog. There's a dog hanging around Bailey, who's the best. And the crew is incredible and they have an amazing live streaming setup. So off to the left, stage left, there's a huge control room and they do streaming. They have TVs set up with the feed. So you can actually like see the cameras that, that swivel and move around and get really great angles. And, um, I can look up and see if my technique is okay, especially after the first show back. And let me tell you, there were some mistakes made the first show back, especially one that is the start of a long tour is always pretty difficult. And I'm trying some new things. I'm trying to get a different symbol set up. I'm also using some new sticks. I'm using the Carter McLean, uh, Carter McLean signature drumstick. And if you have kids or if you're super into the drums, I really, really, um, I really want to get him on this show. Maybe if I put it out in the universe, it'll happen. Um, but Carter McLean is, is in my opinion, one of the best, most underrated drummers around. I mean, for drummers, he's not underrated, but as an, as a, as a listener or as a concert goer or whatever, you like to see the drummers that, you know, are really animated. They got their arms in the air. They're doing crazy stuff and whatever. And you don't really notice as much the ones that keep their hands low and they're just so reserved and calm and and just steady in what they're doing. Um, but that's what Carter is. Carter is just, he's so relaxed. He barely makes a facial expression, but he's just like, he's one of the, one of the best... Um, I mean, technically, it's it's just he sounds incredible. His sound is unbelievable, and his technique is pretty much perfect. Oh, I'm getting a phone call. Hold on, one second. All right, I'm back. Uh, that was Genevieve. She was calling me after dropping off Ethan to daycare, and she was very upset. Man, dropping off your kid to daycare is the worst thing ever. It's horrible. It's horrible every single time. I was so upset the first time I did. And you just look at me, he's just just crying. He's so so mad. Um, Anyway, enough of that. No kids allowed on after the gig. Just kidding. So like I was saying, Carter McLean, please go check him out. He has a great YouTube channel and uh, he's a fantastic drummer. And if you want to try out his drumsticks, they are pro mark drumsticks. You can order them online or I don't know if they they sell them in stores, but I get them online. Um, So check those out. Anyway, that's enough of all the technical mumbo jumbo. Uh, if you're coming on, or if you come to any of the shows on the Carbon Leaf uh, Hunting Ground Tour, please hit me up. Uh, if you have any questions for the show, please send me an email. Reach out, ask a question, whatever. Be my pen pal. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know about that. But the email is afterthegigpod at gmail.com. 
not after the gig at gmail.com. It's after the gig pod at gmail.com. So there's that. And we also have a Patreon page. So please go to patreon.com slash after the gig, sign up for your favorite tier and support the show. Do it, do it. Stop everything you're doing right now and do it. Okay, moving on. Uh, please, please, please. I was so excited to, I mean, I'd never heard Yasmin before other than a couple of YouTube videos before we start, uh, before she played opening for, for us at, uh, the Sea Leaf Festival. But I, I mean, I was blown away. I was blown away. Please check out Yasmin Williams stuff on YouTube. And if she's coming to a city near you, which, uh, she does mention that she's going to be in Boston on, I believe November 14th. She mentions at the end of the show, but uh, if, if you are around and you have the chance to see her play, uh, please do it. It's, it's a wonderful experience, and uh, I'm really happy to have met her and have talked to her. So please, without further ado, enjoy this conversation with Yasmin Williams. That's literally the first time that happened. I looked down, I was like, I see red lights and it's not recording. But That's cool. it's all right, we can we'll just keep again. going. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it's, it's just the idea, the idea, because it's so foreign, like I understand like the electric mm. guitar stuff and doing the tapping. Like I have a buddy that played bass that did a lot of tapping and then- That's really cool. Yeah, he, he would always play like the Peanuts theme. That was like his, that was his shtick. Yeah, yeah. You do the do, 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 do. dope. Yeah. So that was like my, one of my only experiences mm-hmm. with that. And then I was introduced to like Victor Wooten kind of thing. Yeah. And then, and then mm-hmm. that moved to like Charlie Hunter. Yep. And that kind of playing. But like, as I was saying before we got cut off, your music makes me feel like it's, it's like a home feeling. It's mm-hmm. a cinematic feeling. And it's it's just it, like how do you create or how do you like approach sitting down to write one of those tunes? Is it, is it like what chords and what melodies will convey mm. the feeling I have? Like for your friend Alex, yeah. For your friend Alex, like what is that? How you would think of a instrumental song like that? Like how does this hmm. person make yeah. me feel in a certain way? Like yeah. what's their vibe and what melody kind of matches up with that? I mean, oof. That's kind of a deep question because it took a long time for me to find my voice period with guitar. Yeah. Because I was, when I was younger and first started playing, I was just kind of trying to be something I kind of wasn't going to be. Yeah. With like the metal stuff. Yeah. And, like yeah. I love that stuff and still listen to it a lot, but it's, it took me a long time to figure out, okay, I like percussive stuff, but I don't like anything that's really aggressive or super in your face. How right. do I combine the two? Right. Because when I think of drums, I think of like, Go-Go is a regional music from D.C. Yeah. And that's kind of like a funky, like kind of in-your-face thing or yep. metal, which is super in-your-face. Right. Like, it took me a while to figure out how to be laid back, which is kind of how I am. Right. And combine that with percussive stuff. And um, I don't know. In terms of kind of setting a mood, it just, 
it's not something I think about actively. Like when I write songs for people, like I have another song I wrote for my friend Bree for her birthday. And uh, and by th- and by the way, what? That's a great gift. You know what? <laughs> you said because you said I thought it was stage. the lamest thing. Not <laughs> I the lamest like, thing. Like I forgot to get an actual gift. Yeah. It's but like oh, I forgot to give you a gift. I'm lame, but let me write and create this like I've beautiful done that piece of twice. music for you. Like both songs I've written for my friends, like for different friends, I forgot to get them a gift. Yeah. But it turned out good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gift that Thank basically you for that. that basically no one else could give them. Hey, right? But some people don't like songs. They think it's not enough effort. Like yeah. anyway. Well, I don't like those people. I don't either. Thank you. Thank you for validating me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Anytime. But yeah, when I think of like writing a song for someone or for something, it's really just, I try not to think actively about how does this person make me feel? How do I just kind of let myself play whatever comes out first. And that okay. typically matches, I guess, subconsciously yeah. how I feel about them or whatever. Yeah. Um, I find that if I actively try to think of, I want this to sound sad, I want this to sound joyful, yep. it doesn't, something disconnects. Right. So feels forced or yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. It feels forced and I don't know. I guess it took me a long time to realize I should trust my intuition and just write the songs that come naturally to me instead of yeah. trying to force something out. You really feel it in, in your performance. like. Thank you. Because I love, I mean, I love 16th note, like, stuff like you're doing like the tapping <laughs> stuff I mean it's it's the you know it's the foundation of uh-huh. what you're doing yeah for sure and it's but when you move those things around and you combine the right notes and chords and stuff it, you can really create something super super special mm-hmm. and um, yeah I just you can really you can really just feel the fact that it's that it's coming very naturally and you sit down and like, and it's kind of like, where am I, where's it going to flow? Like, where, yeah. where's it going to go? And a lot of times I don't know like where, yeah. what's going to, like if I sit down, I, I never sit down and practice thinking I'm going to write a song today. Yeah. That's never happened. Do you ever have to take the pieces when you're like in one of those modes, take the piece and be like, oh, well I can just put this together. Cause like, how would you remember like where to put yep. it? You know? I mean, so a lot of the time what I used to do, and what I recently stopped doing was um, I would record little voice memos of ideas I had yeah. just throughout the day or whatever. I have like hundreds of them in my phone. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Just like all day. Like what? Uh, my phone yeah. got wiped. My old phone got wiped and uh, I had like maybe 2,000 on there. Wow. Okay. I saved some of them, but a lot was lost, unfortunately. Yeah. But just making more room for new ones. Exactly. I already have like 800 or something on my new phone. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, yeah. I kind of like piece together voice memos and like, because that's kind of how I remember things. Okay. I've recently started just writing it down on sheet music, which is a lot faster and yeah. more efficient. But um, are you like, do you have a like a musical training, like a classical yeah. training? Okay. Yeah, I, I majored in music theory and composition cool. in college. Where'd you go? NYU. NYU? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever met like a music composition major from NYU before. There aren't. It's a super small major. There's like okay. ten per class. Usually it's like film or, or, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, the film like program's that. huge. I yeah, mean, yeah. But because man, I I had we a lot. Exist. <laughs> We're here. Well, that must have been an amazing experience because being in being in New York, and being a music major. Like I was in I was in Boston at, at Berkeley. Berkeley. So oh it's like God. a it's yeah. a really it's a it's kind of a stale environment and not a really like welcoming environment to um you're saying that as someone who's been who did you graduate or go there or whatever uh, yeah you i went there? there yeah 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 
Well, thank you for saying that because that's exactly how I felt when I toured it. Because I wanted to go there for years. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're <laughs> until I actually went there. <laughs> but, but here's here's the thing about it. Like I I enjoyed my time there. Mm -hmm. It was more of an experiment in how to be a good networker, rather yeah. rather than. Like there was people that went there that were just so far talent, like so far out there talented that that were taking that place and using it as a stepping stone, as they should have. Yeah, exactly. To, to start there, be with the, these professors that have done the thing. NYU is the same way for some people in but, certain programs. Yeah. It, exactly, but NYU, you can go to Rockwood Music Hall and play a show yes. on stage one or stage two. Yeah, and you like. Hearing you, I mean, I can hear you playing in in a massive place. Like, I wouldn't limit you, limit you to just playing rock. I mean, it's stage. funny you said that because that was like my first solo show. Was it yeah. in one or two? Uh, I was on three. You were on three. So mm -hmm. the downstairs, that's yep. that's like an awesome room. I loved it. It's super intimate, super I, nice. I love stage three Rockwood. I've that's my favorite stage. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome, mm -hmm. and it's more it's more intimate. It's it feels like it's more. Um, uh, they're all ticketed shows. Mm -hmm. And it, it feels like it's more prestigious for some reason. It's like if you're huh. playing if you're playing a Rockwood three show, you got something happening. Like yeah. you have something going on. <laughs> Rockwood stage two is for people that I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, well, it, it oh. it's true in my opinion. Rockwood stage two is like if you if you outgrew stage one and you're still really good and you and you want to sell some tickets and have yeah. a really cool, still intimate show, but have a bigger sound. Yeah, Rockwood sure. stage three, you need to be able to like grab people and, sh exactly. and shut them up exactly yeah. that was yeah that was <laughs> super nerve-wracking thinking back to that show because i was really? like i i'd never been to rockwood before was that when you were still at nyu i was still a student yeah okay and um, you get all your friends to come out or they did yeah. a few came out it was i had a crappy time it was like a sunday at like 10 oh okay but people still came which is nice yeah people <laughs> i saw madison cunningham at rockwood what at rockwood stage three for I, real? I was playing stage two with another artist, uh, a good friend of mine. We play there a lot. And then um, I was at the bar, mm -hmm. and then I heard Madison was playing, and, and the bass player that I was playing with is, like, friends with her, you know, crew and stuff. And this was before her, al her album, like, really hit. And What? Yeah, like, she, I went down and, and heard her play. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like, where am I? Like, I feel, like, should I quit? And, That's crazy. And I came upstairs, and and it was Madison and me just hanging out on, on the street. Uh, was it Bleak? No, it's not Bleaker. Whatever the street is in in the back of the bar, like when yeah. you come upstairs from stage three, we were hanging out on the sidewalk, and I was talking to her, and I was like, "You're incredible. Like, where, like, I had, who are you?" And, <laughs> and she goes like, "Oh, yeah, I'm Madison." I'm like, "Oh." Like I'm from LA and all this stuff, and, mm -hmm. and later on that night, like I did a deep That's dive. Wild. And I'm like standing with her, talking to her while she's waiting for her Uber, and I'm like, I was just talking to like who, who is who is gonna like be this incredible, That's you know, so crazy. really well known person. Yo. Yeah, it was crazy. That's like, a story. That's like the magic of New York and Rockwood. That's and, exactly the magic of New York. Yeah. I mean, that's how I felt as a student. Just. I mean, honestly, New York is the best place to go to music school, period. Like, I can't think of anywhere else. I agree. I almost went to the new school. Yo, we clowned them. <laughs> <laughs> we did not like each other at all. That's the best. Like, we just roast them to pieces. Sorry, really? new school. Yeah, NYU's Why? were really stuck up. Yeah, well, new school just it's NYU. You kind of earned it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, honestly, I, everyone I know that went to the new school is great. I, I love them. Yeah. But NYU is just like, oh, we're better because we have dorms and yeah. it's stupid you stuff. Have dorms and <laughs> they don't have dorms and, or wor- and world recognition. Yeah. They, well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Are you still in New York? Nah. Okay. Are you I Vir- moved back to um, Virginia just because cool. New York is expensive, but now where I am is expensive. Yeah. So. Everywhere is expensive right Everywhere now. Everywhere is expensive. My wife and I are looking for homes, and it's just outrageous. I'm thinking about North Carolina, honestly, like yeah? the Asheville area. Asheville? Our sound guy, Doug, is, lives in Asheville. He has a house Sit. there. It's a, it's a great scene. It's a great scene. I, yeah, like it's really growing. It's grown yeah. exponentially. It's cool. Yeah. Have you, have you played down there a bunch? I've been there a bunch, but I haven't played there yet, funnily enough. Yeah, I, I want to do ISIS at some point. Yeah, I think you'd do pretty well pretty well there because it's 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 a really open community i mean it's so Mm -hmm. known for like you know when i was in college i knew a lot of aspiring yogis that went down to yeah (laughs) that went down that makes sense went down to Asheville, got their their certification and came back up to rhode island and all Asheville out and it was pretty fun (laughs) yeah it's beautiful there though it is beautiful like it's I'm more of an ocean yeah. guy than mountains guy. Ah. For sure. All right. So, so. this is this is more you. This I could sure. die here. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like I was out there I was telling John earlier, like I just being in this space like mm. for the weekend and just having it be like you know, these fans they we, everybody knows us so well. It's like, yeah. you know, you, you're like fishing with dynamite, basically. And, That's and so cool. That's so cool to have an event like this. And, like, to, and to have this be the, over, that, the overlook. Yeah. It's pretty special. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Are you, so what do you have coming up? I know um, that you played, Bill said that you played in Newport recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it, was it the, the Folk Fest? Or? Yeah, it was Folk Fest. Mm-hmm. You played Folk Fest. That's a big deal. Dude, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> like, my head was just even just getting invited to play and then when i got there like how did that go down like the, just the invite was it a phone call like, it was an email it was an email that i got a few months before like newport like before they released the lineup like asking if i was available and then like a few weeks before the fest they asked me to like do it i was like yes <laughs> that's like a, such a huge win i know like it, oh my gosh it was the most incredible festival like I don't have any words to describe because I don't know. Do you, do you know what happened? Like Allison Russell kind of curated her set on Saturday night. So no. Shaka Khan flew in to what? be in that set. And I was in that set. I know nothing about this. And I need, oh I need the whole God. story right now. Okay. So Allison Russell released a great folk album, um, yeah. Outside Child. And she curated, well, she headlined and curated her own set at Newport um, Saturday night. So... I was invited to open it, and I did a few songs with the spoken word um, poet, uh, Caroline Williams, which was super awesome. And But there were, Brandy Carlisle was there, like, oh. Amethyst Kai was there, Yola, uh, just, just tons Everybody. of super diverse folk, like, legends and artists. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the surprise guest was Shaka Khan, who flew <laughs> in specifically Khan. for the Shaka Khan. She flew in for that. So we all like met her and she's super cool and it man, just we all sang on stage with her, like I'm every woman and God. another song. I don't know why it's escaping me right now, but 
It was just, it was a party. You sang I'm Every Woman with Shaka Khan. I sang I'm Every Woman with Shaka Khan and like everyone was on stage. Like everyone. <laughs> was people, it like a, I mean, it must have been a surreal, like what is happening right now? ran up on stage. Like it was crazy. Yeah, dude. And I was just like in the front kind of just like, I don't normally sing. I'm not really a singer. But I was like, even I had to kind of get up and sing, shout something. Like, come on, now. I know the words. I can figure it out. Yeah. Like, that is wild. That is like the coolest that thing ever. And that's just like one day. Like, it's my like where set do you go was, from there? My set the previous day was just fire too. Like, it was yeah. just awesome. Like, so what was the setup for your for your set? Where you um, was it like main stage? Like, what was uh, so there the vibe? were two stages like two there was the main stage then there's a stage called the quad stage i was on which is like basically it, it was a huge stage and like yeah. there was tons of people like thousands of people there yeah at that stage so um yeah i was on the quad stage which is like the second biggest stage and basically i brought three guitars down and i had like a 45 minute set and i was i went after grace potter which was also nerve-wracking. Because <laughs> I, I was supposed her. to be first, but her set, the previous night, Friday night, her set got rained out. Yeah. So she performed, and she just killed it. She's incredible. And I was like, I can't. She's incredible. I got to follow her? Come on, yo. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like you do something so different and, exactly. un and unique that... It worked out, like, yeah. I got a standing ovation, which yeah. made me cry on stage. Oh, my God. You got one tonight. It's like, it's just... That was wild, too. I was like, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> you know what it is? Like, I don't think you... Uh, there's, there's like, a, a something special happening when you're playing that you might not realize is happening. I, so I it's know. like... I, I'm in the zone, I guess. Yeah, you're like, in the zone. It, it reminds me, have you ever seen the movie Soul? Yeah. The Pixar movie Soul, we're yeah, in the I zone and he's, and he's floating. It's the best movie ever. My son is obsessed with that movie. Good. I, I watch it like three Good times parenting. a day. Yeah. Great parenting. Yeah. John Baptiste. Oh my gosh. Who, that soundtrack. It's incredible. You know Trent Reznor? Trent Reznor, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that that's like two things. You got the. Right. You know, <laughs> it's, it's crazy that like John Baptiste, before he got the, what was it, The Late Show, mm -hmm. he would play. I was telling the story last night. He would play Rockwood Stage 2. He actually played before this band that I was playing in. We would hang out with them all the time. He would wear, he would wear these, like, sick red suits. And his band, he had, like, the B Dixieland jazz thing going on. Yeah. And, and he would take a melodica. And at the end of his set, he would go... That's for you. Oh, set list. Nice. Okay. They know me. Hey, hey, podcast nation. Hey. How's it going? It's John Markle. Um, Yasmin, I thought, you know, you have that, that tune that's untitled. Yeah. I think it would be really cool if you named it either Carbon Leaf or maybe John Markle. We'll give so, you... We'll I'll give add it to my about. list. I'll yeah. add it to my list. <laughs> sleep, I got sleep you. on it. <laughs> I, got, I got you. Open your mind real wide. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, John Baptiste... <laughs> How do I, where do we, we can't come back I'm from like, this. come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend um, like it didn't happen. <laughs> so John Baptiste would wear these super fresh red suits. And he, he's such a killing piano player. And he's such a killing, like, performer and just, yeah. you know, stageman. You know, he, at the end of every set, he would end by, like, 
you know, the bass player would grab a, a tuba and they would have a saxophone and tambourine and, and he would grab a melodica and they would take it out into the crowd, go out the front door, into the streets, hold up traffic and just do Dixieland jazz with oh hu- my, with, with, the en- with the entire club. Stop. And then, you know, you know how many people are on the streets in New York. Stop. So they would just follow him down all the streets in the Lower East Side and playing Dixieland jazz. And he just commands this this crowd of thousands of people in the street. Like, nobody can do that. What? And I saw him do this three times. What? And then... And then Dude, he, he oh got and then he got God. the late show. <laughs> I am so upset right now. <laughs> it was incredible. What year? Incredible. Like what years was this? Uh, let me th- let me think. God. It was probably like 2014. I, 2014, that's 2015. Right when I started college. Okay. It could have it could have actually even been earlier than that's that. That's really upsetting. It, it could have been like 2010 or something. Oh, like that. well, that's less upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard it's hard to remember. But, but my That's so crazy. Dan Mills is a singer songwriter mm. that who's the one I've been referring to that I've been okay. that I played with in New York a lot. Um, his wife is an excellent photographer, and she um, she was doing all of John John's photography mm-hmm. for a little while, and uh, cool. that's how there was like a connection Sick. there. And man, just someone. <laughs> New York is crazy. New York's crazy. Loved it. I saw this I dude. Miss it. I, I got off the subway, random subway stop, and I saw this dude I went to college with, like just right in front of me, just like Jesse, Jake, what? How is this happening? <laughs> There's how many million That's people? That's happened here? to me quite a few times. I'd see friends just hopped off. It's such a weird subway, New York or just thing. walking down the like down a random street, not even where our college was. Like, yeah, I could be in like Washington Heights, and I'd pass a friend. I'm like, right, what? It's like how? There's like millions of people here. So you don't come <laughs> up here. When when do you right. ever come up like, here? Like what? Yeah. So what do you have uh, going on soon that you're excited about other than Sea Leaf? <laughs> I mean, there's a ton of like touring stuff happening from like September to November. Okay, cool. Um, Tree Fort, I'm really excited for that. Tree Fort Fest, Merle Fest, I'm excited for that. Um, I'm playing my first city winery show in New York, which oh I'm my excited God. for. You're gonna crush. I've city never winery. been to a city winery before. Are you serious? You got to do them all. I want to do, do like all. a city winery tour. So which one? Which, which one are you doing? Uh, I'm doing Boston and New York. Okay, Boston is great. It's a little bit of like a tunnel room, but you're, okay. it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Sick. And um, New York is. I haven't been to the new one in New York. Um, Chica- okay. Chicago is great. And Nashville is really good. Yeah, I think there's Nashville's and, dope. and Atlanta is really good too. Cool. So I don't know why I haven't do been to the DC all. one yet, but yeah, I'll, yeah, I would love to do them all. Yeah, mm, why it, not? It'd be a great vibe for you. Are you doing it with anybody? Um, it's yeah, I have like an opener that I'll probably play a few songs with. Like, okay, he'll play with me in my set. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. What What's the date in Boston? I think you can tell me after. It's okay. I got, I got my, I got my calendar. Candy right dandy, calendar. Cause I never remember anything. I know. It's November fourteenth. November a Sunday. F- it's a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I actually might be able to go. Sick. Yeah. November fourteenth. The New York one is November twelfth. Yes, because I'm playing, I'm playing in Mass the night before. Yo. So I'll be there. Yo. Um Yeah, I, I love that place. I love the people there. Everybody's awesome. so nice. 
Um, and it's like a fairly new venue, so it's really the, the green rooms still smell okay. <laughs> you know? I've been in some jank green rooms, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's good to know. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, if you can survive a green room shower, you can probably I've can never survive even attempted. No, I no, I don't think I would ever attempt if you're out there for long enough. I mean, on it, okay, well, I was at Wolf Trap, okay, recently, and like I guess they just recently renovated the green room okay. and, and like the whole backstage area it was that's the only place I'd probably ever take a shower <laughs> okay like I it's I can't do yeah it's probably for the best it's, it's disgusting there's a some nasty ones like oh was this I've seen some gross ones when was this uh, venue opened okay never mind I won't <laughs> right yeah. exactly. unless it's like you're the first artist that's playing in there exactly. in a brand new place like, yeah uh, the city winery showers are usually pretty good the bathrooms are very clean so okay good you, to know you have that to look forward to thanks but thank you so much thank for doing you. this thank you sitting down after your set like I After feel like gig. I feel like you have something really special going on. Thank you. And you know you'll be torn with like Esperanza Spalding or like or Thundercat or like. Okay, I my heart you know, my heart can't take any of these. I know. Well, no, it's it's great, and <laughs> you know, thank it's you. Like I love that the cinematic vibe of your music, and I think everybody should. I mean, I really appreciate that. Actually, yeah, I it's mean, great. It really is. You know. You. Just stay humble when you when you skyrocket, <laughs> and you know it'll be great. You, Thank you. You, you have the the after the gig Jesse Humphrey bump now, so Whew. you'll be going places. Sick. All right. Can't cool. wait. Thanks, Thanks <laughs> Thank Yasmin. you. That was great. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of After the Gig. Remember, please email into the show at afterthegigpod at gmail.com. Check out the Patreon page for exclusive content at patreon.com slash afterthegig. And also, there's new merchandise. Go to jessehumphrey.com, click on the merch button, and uh, go buy it up. Go buy it all up. So, I will see you soon. See you on the road. See you after the gigs. Is that the new thing? Am I going to say that every time? See you after the gig. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, all right, guys. Peace out.